0: The New Zealand Tech Podcast, brought to you by Guerrilla Technology, proactive and strategic IT. Greetings and welcome along to the New Zealand Tech Podcast. We are at episode 567. I'm your host, Paul Spain. Now, Tuesday this week marked the launch of New Zealand Tech Story. This is an initiative to raise the profile of New Zealand's tech sector globally. uh, And it's been um, put together in collaboration uh, with both the the tech sector, the tech industry, uh, and government. And this has been taking place over the last um, about year and a half, I believe. Now, I noted that there were... Three areas, really, where the the Tech Story initiative um, is hoping to have uh, an impact. Uh, First, and these are in no particular order, um, is sales, revenue generation or export revenue, um, trying to lift that through promoting um, New Zealand's technology uh, sector and promoting the technology that our organisations uh, have to sell. Um, The second area, talent, so um, using this initiative to help uh, grow New Zealand's brand uh, globally as a place for for tech and innovation and therefore attracting the skills uh, that we need uh, to work in our tech sector. Uh, And then uh, lastly, investment, and the more that we can grow uh, New Zealand's uh, profile as a place for Technology innovation and, and and you know creative use of you know tech type products uh, then this helps uh, attract that uh, international investment that uh, is often needed. So um, yeah, uh, revenue, talent, and investment. That was my view on it anyway. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna hear from um, a couple of people that have been involved in this uh, today. Um, and you know, yeah, I, th- I guess I see that the, the initiative is very much about um, you know raising um, our global profile um, as a as a nation for uh, you know for for tech and innovation. Um, anyway, enough on that. Let's jump in and hear from our guests. Uh, first up, we've got uh, Julie Gill uh, from NZ Tech, and after that, we'll hear uh, from the Minister, Dr. David Clark. Minister for the Digital Economy and Communications. Welcome along to the podcast. Julie Gill, how are you?
1: I'm good, thanks, Paul. Really, really good to see you. And this is my first podcast, so I'm very excited to be doing it with yourself, the experts in uh, podcast tech in New Zealand.
0: Oh, thank you. Uh, well, great, yeah, great to have you here. Maybe um, you could share just a little bit of, of your background. Yeah. Um, you you are the uh, Chief Operating Officer at uh, NZ Tech. Yeah. Um, but a little little bit, you know, more of, you know, where you've come from, how yep. you've come into that role. And yep. uh, we yep. can, then maybe we can delve into a, a bit about what, what NZ Tech uh, is doing before yep. we get into the big story.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. now that'd be great. So, well, I think you can tell by my accent <laughs> uh, that I'm not Kiwi. Um, so, yeah, originally from England, Irish, parents so a good old mix going on in there Um, but yeah so really over the last 23 years I've been mainly in tech and business publishing and so I spent around 12 years in New Zealand originally came for the kind of the year work and then fell in love with the country fell in love with the place stayed for 12 years Um, and at that point in New Zealand NZ Tech was then the NZ NZ ICT Association that's right yes. um, so I was then um, I was working at IDG so we had computer world and CIO magazine so at that point I think there was around maybe 12 people on the board and a couple of hundred members and it was mainly you know your big kind of tech companies but trying to drive change in the country even back then um, and then I ended up back in Europe then for around eight years working for um, the tech research company IDC um, and Um, So, yeah, but I was always back and forward every year to New Zealand because we've got family here. Um, And then I started to sort of see, you know, NZ Tech growing then, developing, I think, Graham um, Muller, who came in as then the CEO. Um, And it was fascinating to watch it from afar because it went from, you know, NZICT to NZ Tech um, as tech became broad um, across all, all areas and all sectors. Um, and um, um, we were talking about coming back to New Zealand at one point to retire, we were like, <laughs> why, why retire? Um, you know, let's come back and actually live and work in, you know, a fantastic country um, with a great tech sector. Um, so I was just really fortunate when I came back, there was a role at NZ Tech, um, and I think the, the, there was probably two or three areas I was really interested in, because I think at that point of my career, um, you know, I was really at a point where I actually did want to give back, And I think with Tech being a non-for-profit, non-government organisation, and, you know, the real vision of Tech was how do we grow the economy underpinned by technology that's good for the world. So I really, really liked the vision and and the values of what what the association was trying to do. And, of course, by that point then, um, you know, they'd been driving really, really hard with a fantastic board, um, and at that point I think they had around 1,200 Member, member organizations yep. and around 20 tech associations within the group. So it had just amazing, exploded, it? Yeah. absolutely exploded. Yeah. But I think, again, it was just that it was that really good setup of, you know, a a natural ecosystem where each association had their clear goals, their clear members, their clear, um, I suppose, objectives of what they want to do. But everybody had a common purpose, which was exactly, you know, and I think you've I've seen your sort of strap line of what you you're all about as well. And that is helping the country grow and you know and how technology actually can be good for the country and, and good for businesses. Um, so that common common goal was fantastic. So yeah, so then Graham really talked to me about coming on as the sort of strategy and commercial officer. And that was about, you know, we've grown this fast, but then how do we how do we now sort of stop and look at where we are? Um, and where where we go next so you know what what are the next generation um you know of of tech entrepreneurs coming? what are they going to want um and also how do we how do we ensure that um we're able to represent the the, the tech industry well and i think it also for nz tech it comes back to its members because it's it's 100 um m- member funded yeah um and so my goal really coming in was Really understand the membership and the base and um, and talking to them about the value. So what value could we you know could we give back as a group? Um, and we've just carried on really, some more associations um, have joined, but we've now got a you know a really, really good structure across the group, a really nice model of how to come in. Um, and NZ tech really I think plays two roles within that group. Um, so it, it plays the role as being that that one point, that voice um, for the ecosystem for government or media or um, education um, and then we really work with all the associations depending on obviously what the interest or what the the conversations are but at least it's one point and we can we can all pull together um, like you say because i think before there was something like i think 60 tech associations you're probably, yeah. probably better than me but i think there was something like i think there was like 60 tech associations in new zealand and they, so, yeah. everyone was like this is crazy so let's come together and really try and be more and then, and then we can make a difference. And you know, and the stronger we are together as voices, the the the, the more that we can make happen. So yeah. So for me, it was a great opportunity to come back in, mm. um, and 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 I think coming from that background in terms of communication um, and everything is about the story. It was about okay. Well, let's let's understand what the members' stories are and what they're trying to achieve. So that's really was my goal coming in. Is really how do we you know how do we develop that that voice for the yeah. for the tech industry. Through the group, how do we represent all of those different sectors, different members, um, and and what kind of programs can we produce across the group that fits that kind of you know common purpose? So as you know, Tech
0: Week is one of those. Yeah, yeah. So how long have you been? on board so back in the yeah.
1: country it would be three years okay. um yeah. yeah so it's been a busy three years cause obviously a couple <laughs> of years of that's been uh, our lovely covid situation <laughs> um so yes yeah, so i had a year year back in the country which was great getting out mm-hmm. you know talking with all the members especially i, I joined in tech week
0: mm-hmm. um
1: in the may <laughs> so i came into it would have exp- been busy that was like yeah unbelievable because then it was obviously live and it was then in i think it was something like in 38 um cities and about 500 events, it was great. I got up and down the country, out to see all the events, um, meeting the tech industry. Um, and that was definitely the feedback from a lot of people and a lot of our members when we asked them why they were joining the Tech Alliance and NZ Tech. And it was definitely, the events was a really big piece of that. They wanted to talk with each other. They want to share ideas. They want to learn from each other. It's a, you know, it's a small country. Yeah. And so, you know I think people do want to find out from each other what they're doing. Um, and also wanted to collaborate because I think a lot of people when they're looking at, you know, growing their businesses or they're looking at technology, then you may not have the skills, but another business may have those skills and you can join together and be better together. Absolutely. So I think that yeah. whole kind of connection piece that, you know, um, and it's what I've always loved about New Zealand as well. I think I love the collaboration the way companies get together and work together to, you know, to create great things, really.
0: Yeah, well, it's 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 quite hard in some ways because we have so many smaller, you know, entities within New Zealand. We yeah. have so many small businesses and so, when you are at that smaller scale, you've only you know you've only got access to so much internal expertise. Yeah, Whereas if yeah. you're in a larger organisation, and I know if there's a you know a lot more funding and so on, yeah. then getting access to sort of that that skill and and expertise you know isn't necessarily. Uh, such a such a challenge. Yeah, so yeah. by um, you know bringing people together and um, you know creating those those opportunities and serving those needs, I yeah. think that's that that's really encouraging.
1: And uh, I think as well, I think you know one of the things I've you know I think I've spent you know I suppose two quite big pieces of my life in New Zealand. And I think when I first came here, like I say, in that first year, I think what I really was so impressed that there's. There's so many things set up to help those small businesses. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, things like, you know, the Angel Association and the Ice house I just think they're fantastic, you know, platforms where businesses can go in and they can, you know, learn how to pitch. And, and that had always been the big thing I'd seen back in, that, in my first time in New Zealand was that one of the challenges for a lot of our small businesses was actually the ability to pitch on an international stage. Mm-hmm. Um, so actually... Our personalities around selling and you know kind of speaking up about ourselves you know wasn't necessarily in in our nature um so i think that's i think those kind of areas were really really important to help people train people how to actually pitch and and often in small businesses the person who owns the business is sometimes is the technical person they're not necessarily the sales and the marketing person that can go out and and do that type of positioning. So I think, you know, I think that's what I was always really impressed with, you know, so many great things in place to help businesses. And I think it's the same back to NZ Tech because they've, they've, you know, always set a really nice ethos around our, you know, our goals of like connect, promote and advance. So it was always like, how do we get people to connect? How do we, you know, support companies to promote themselves? And then, and again, how do they advance, you know, again, whether that's in New Zealand or, or internationally. Mm, mm. Um
0: yeah, I think it. You know, it's it's really important, and you know, we've got other organisations that sort of fit into the mix. Um, you know, um, Kiwi Landing Pad, if that's what they're yeah, still called, because yeah. they they've evolved. Right, uh, you know, yeah. a little bit over the yeah. last few years, and um, care yeah. with with what with what they do. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's really important that that we keep uh, evolving, and um, you know, getting getting into that position where as a country we can do we can do better and better yeah, but you know looking yeah. back over the last few years i think yeah we have some pretty impressive uh, success stories under wow. under new zealand's uh, belt we've got to you know keep sharing those short stories Absolutely. sharing uh, sharing the, the learnings around and and it's one of the things that i look forward to uh, with with Tech Week, is yeah. that uh, you know, a, a lot of these these stories get uh, get shared. So um, I'm curious with with Tech Week, how has that evolved over the last you know the last three years? Yeah. You've been involved, yeah. and of course. You know, COVID has uh, yep. um, hasn't necessarily uh, <laughs> um, uh, hit us at, uh, at at the times that you might plan for if you if if such a thing was uh, yep. w- was possible. Yeah. Um, so yeah, how's that changed, and, and what do you expect it to look like? Um, you know, this year in terms of, you know, in person versus sort of streaming and yeah and, and so on, how that yeah. sort of will will all fit together. Yeah,
1: no, brilliant. So I think in terms I suppose over the last three years, and again, like you say, I think I was had I was really fortunate, as I say, to come in and, and feel it and witness it without actually starting the role, which was great right, because right. <laughs> that was quite good so I was able to go around. And I think, you know, definitely talking to a lot of the people, you know, who were kind of going to a lot of the events and um and because you know like you say you were talking so many regions and cities that were running tech week i think everybody would always there was two things that i think the feedback originally was you know i want to be able to plan my weeks so how do i how do i how do i go onto the platform how do i mm, easily mm, like mm. plan my week and then i think the second bit was people would be going oh i'll see you at tech week and then you go aware because there was lots of events so there was that feeling of like how could you create a feeling that you could in each of the cities actually meet up during tech week rather than going to a lot lots of events um, and also i think you know i think looking at how do you cur- sort of curate the content so how do you how do you kind of you know, because really tech week we we position it really from an Enzo Tech perspective on the national stage, mm. um, but there is an amazing network that we work with with the regional economic development agencies, which they we have um, a, an understanding with each of those where they put forward an events person who has run Tech Week in the regions. Brilliant. So again, it's just just this brilliant collaboration, and we start to see that actually that was the real heart of Tech Week. So that's probably been one of the other areas of development. Now we've got a really strong team. There's around twenty those rec- uh, regional economic development agencies that put forward an events person you know, to help run. And we worked together with them on, you know, what are the goals in each region? You know, how does that feed up to the themes of Tech we What are the national themes? And then how do we bring that together? So we really work in, in collaboration around that. Um, and I think the other area was around the audiences. So we found that there was really quite three distinct audiences, um, so there was a community audience, which I think is what is amazing. And you, again, you've been around Tech Week a bit longer than myself. But, you know, that was that real grassroots part of Tech Week where, you know, events going on in libraries and, um, you know, on Marais and, and you know, and again, Events for senior tech, events for kids, you know. So it was it was really important. Okay, how do we how do we keep that then? We don't lose that piece of it. Mm. So we've now sort of positioned tech week with events around community business and education. Um, and the business side, you know, then it's really obvious that's where you're going for all that information. And the education side was probably more around educators. So whether that's universities sure. or your, you know, your tech future labs, so people that are actually training. But you know, I think we wanted to keep that heart of you could come to Tech Week, and if you want to learn how to use an iPhone, there's events for that. If you want to learn about blockchain, or you want to learn how to go offshore, there's there's everything. So the idea was that, um, you know, there's everything for everyone. But at least if you go onto the platform, then it's quite easy now. So you can search by audience. So you go, you know, I want to look at X type of events, or you want to look by sector. So we've now broken it down by sector as well. So if you go, well, I want to know what's going on in the agritech space. You can, you can search by that. So in quite a bit of development on the platform, again, more just for the customer journey, just trying to make it easier to search for the type of events you want to go to. Um, also trying to, th- this year, build more around more content and information. So we put, again, more development this year into the platform and um, creating spaces where almost like a bit of a knowledge hub, resource center for, for all information that you can put up there. Um, and then I suppose what we recognised as well was that, you know, if we could set themes, again, that were common across nationwide. Um, and so this year, that's we've set like this is the first time we've set five very key themes for Tech Week and really asked everybody that to put their events and anything they do into those areas. Um, so, again, just really trying to make it nationwide, but a really good regional flavour, good kind of on the grassroots side. Um, but also key to the themes that are going to help the country um, develop, um, and I think the the other part really for Tech Week this year is that there's so much going on, obviously around the whole digital economy, um, and with the you know digital strategy coming out of Minister Clark's office, yeah, the digital industry transformation plan. Um, so you know there's a big theme around you know that, and that's definitely again across across those three areas because that's about Safety, inclusion, leaving no one behind, but also in business about you know helping enable businesses to become you know digitally aware, and and then also about how you go offshore. So it just fit brilliantly again across those those three areas. Um, probably yeah, which
0: I think is, is good because you know I know in the past um, you know looked at the the Tech Week uh, you know content and yeah, very easy just to be overwhelmed. With, yeah, well, there's 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 and you know there's so much stuff yeah. um, can you actually find what what might be you know relevant to you so as you know as that's developed um, you know, I think people will, will find that uh, more useful. I hope so and, Paul I mean not uh, yeah. perfect by any stretch
1: and we've you know and that's the none whole of, thing. None of us are. No and it's definitely on a journey and we just <laughs> keep you know constantly trying to tweak it but I think the one thing that has happened as you rightly say and you know, talked about in COVID is that in 2020, you know, we had to go fully digital, and that was absolutely a massive pivot, um, and but but a fantastic, you know, learning curve for us because now we know that we we can. Um, and that was, you know, we we moved Tech Week then in 2020 from May to July. So, I mean, we worked with, you know, the entire country to move all events digital. It was, a, you know, a, a big a big job to do. Yeah. But again, we all learned from the and, and I think, you know, our, of our teams and everybody. So now as you come back to this year, it's fantastic because everybody's automatically, you know, now it's online. Is it hybrid or is it live?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and, you know, and now it's all set up to do that. So it's, you know, in one ways, we've talked about the, the negative and positive of COVID. That has definitely been, I think, the positive because now we're set up for any eventuality for Tech yeah. Week. Yeah. And of course, Tech Week TV, which hopefully, Paul, will get you involved this year um, in some capacity. But, you know, that's always been there as a, as a virtual way of engaging through mm. Tech Week, mm. um, you know, and, um, and that's always on demand afterwards as well. So those kind of things. So now really with Tech Week, you know, I'd always sort of felt with Tech Week, it was like, well, people don't just do technology for a week. So, you know, but it, it, the week is about really putting your head away and look up away from your laptop and look up and see what's going on. Um, but I think now with the whole digital side, Tech Week now carries on because people are still going and looking at the sessions on Tech Week TV or now we have digital events people can now, look at those so we do have a longer build up to set week and we have a lot more of a tail after it um you know and at some point i'd love to do some just tech tv during the year as a, as a way of keeping keeping it alive but you know but the week is a great way of everybody just really like stepping out of moving away from their desks mm. and getting out to events or looking at content yeah, yeah, yeah. so that's probably been probably one of the, the biggest changes and learnings in the last couple of years,
0: great. Well, I think uh, you know, folks will will be enjoying those activities uh, this year, and uh, hopefully, we're kind of well past the 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 peak of this, hopefully, uh, hopefully. omicron hopefully. and on the way down, and yeah. things uh, we're all starting to get a little bit more relaxed. Um, so, the big story this week has been um, about the the NZ Tech story, yeah, and um, you know, the launching of. Um, this new platform and you know varying people at the at the launch event sort of you know spoke about it in different ways um, but you know quite en- enjoyed um, hearing it compared to how New Zealand's been put on the the global stage with hundred percent pure, yeah. pure New Zealand. Yeah. Um, although I'm told we're not hundred percent pure, yeah. and you know, <laughs> oh what a letdown we are as a country, and we've got to do so much better. Um, look, that's that's reality. There is no perfection on this uh, on this planet. No, definitely not. Um, but so the so the the tagline for our tech sector a little bit a little bit different from mm. uh, how we how we put New, you know New Zealand. Out there to um, uh, attract tourism. Yeah, we see tomorrow first. Yeah, um, I like it. Uh, it definitely no, like it. it Thanks, uh, Paul. Clicks for me. So you know, and um, what what I'm, uh, I guess I'd like to understand a little bit more is, you know how how does this play out? Um, you know, I spent some time chatting to um, to. Minister Clark uh, around it, and we we maybe had to squeeze that in onto this episode. Oh, that, brilliant! That, that little chat. Great. Um, well, I do struggle talking to politicians. But, uh, <laughs> just <laughs> he was brilliant though. Did you see?
1: It? I mean, he's been great. Did you see him put the hat on? And he's been so supportive. It's yeah, been fantastic. Yeah. And no, I, think, like, I
0: mean, look, the government's got behind this thing. They that have, they've, yeah. they've, they've they've you know they've put funding in. I mean, it's very very you know for me it's very hard to find. Um, not that I'm, you know, looking for any issues with it, but to find any, you know, downsides to putting New Zealand out there, yeah. you know, on the on the on the global stage, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, it's it's just. You know the way politicians work; they've kind of got an, an agenda to, to, yeah. to, to, to stick to. But we'll we'll squeeze that in because I'm sure some, um, you know, folks will be will be interested to um, you know to to hear the government perspective on it. Yeah. Um. But you know, it's it's come together, um. You know, across the the sector. Yeah. And with that government support. Yeah. Um. But. You know, what's how did it all it, what, come about? Yeah, how like did and, it come about and what's, yeah. it, and, what, and what's it actually going to look like? So, yeah, great. you know, for for those that are listening and think, hold on, I've got a tech startup or yeah. we're at this place <laughs> in the industry and actually we're doing really well. We're, a, you know, a big player, or a, you know, a Microsoft or a, or an AWS or a Xero or, you yeah. know, somewhere else within the tech sector and they're wondering, well, you know, how do, how do we contribute? And I know yeah. you'll be having those discussions yeah. too, but... Um, you know, it would be great just to uh, to know how you know how it's come together and, yeah. and how you're, you're you know yeah. hoping or and what the feedback's been on um, you know organisations getting involved.
1: Yeah, no, brilliant. Thanks, Paul. Well, I'm glad you like it for starters. <laughs> so before I kick, I mean, it'd be interesting from your perspective because a lot of people have said we really like it. It feels very intuitive, but often sometimes you don't ask. Well, what what is it? Why do you so for you? I'd be interested. Why do why does it resonate with you?
0: Well, from you know one of one. One of my things is, um, you know, I wear that wear that futurist hat. I see myself as as a futurist when I'm doing public speaking and all of the, you know, I guess all of the things I'm doing. um, I want to encourage people to be thinking further ahead. And in fact, you know, my my thinking is that everybody should be a futurist. It doesn't mean that we need to all be futurists twenty four seven, but we need to put on that hat and be. And be thinking further ahead, yeah. and that's um, you know that's how how you know how we do better as a as a nation yeah. uh, for our own organisations and and individually rather than you know often we get so caught up in the stresses of the here yeah. and now yeah. today it's like oh what's going on with Ukraine and Russia and what's yeah. going on with. Uh, you know COVID, and you know there are so many things that can bog us down. You need to be able to yeah. look a little bit past that. Sure, yeah. I'm not saying you you ignore what's happening now. Um, so you know, I'm a big proponent of this sort of futurist mindset. Um, and so we see tomorrow first, of course. That's you know this this is this is forward looking. Yeah. Um, you know, and 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 you know, I think as a way of of painting New Zealand as a as a futurist nations yeah brilliant um, well that's what we're hoping for. so there you go brilliant (laughs) oh great thanks
1: paul that's fantastic well we'll definitely be trying to book you out then on some (laughs) events talking around the futuristics part but i think yeah and also what what was so lovely about it is that it's factually true that we do see the the the, the first day first so that's kind of quite a nice piece because when you're trying to position new zealand around technology then actually factually when we did all our testing internationally that's what everyone really liked about it because they were like, "Well, factually, you're right. You do see the the the, the dawn first, uh, uh, the whole world, you know." So it was kind of like that's been a really nice play in there as well. well I always
0: thought there was a Pacific island that beat us. Oh to yeah, a bit. that's true. That's true.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's another story. Yeah,
0: <laughs> we we'll get that changed.
1: <laughs> we may, yeah, we maybe move on from that, bit. um, but yeah. So I think, but yeah. So in terms of where where this kind of came from, I think from from Menzil Tet's perspective we do feel really proud and quite privileged that we were commissioned to lead the project. And and I think, you know, it has been in all my years of working in industry, this has absolutely been a true industry and government collaboration. Um, and, And really, it came originally, you know, as out of the digital technologies industry transformation plan. So as we were starting to look at what we wanted, how we want to grow domestically, and there's some really great focuses in there around skills and talent and how do we, inspire the next generation into tech and and obviously with everything going on and reskilling and um and upskilling uh, but then there was then there was absolutely the conversation which is but we also need to talk about how do we take our story internationally um and that was really so that's been so it's a work stream out of the plan um and we started believe this or not nearly 18 months ago started the process and i think the first Question: Paul, when you know when we you know, and I was asked to lead the project, was well actually, do we need it? So, like you would ask any business question, I was like, well, we need to go and talk to the tech industry. We need to talk to businesses. Do they, you know, is there a need for it? And if there is, what is that need? But at the same time, we wanted to have a look at the perceptions internationally as well. Mm. So we did that in in parallel. So, um, and that's where again, like you've talked about, um, the great organizations like Kia and. Auckland and Limited, they, and NZ Story, they had fantastic research that we could all already tap into. Um, and NZ Story do their regular perceptions research on New Zealand. Um, and so it was great to actually see, okay, so what is the perception around tech? And, you know, as you probably know, Paul, every, what came back was we were absolutely known for our beauty of the country, our tourism, but we definitely were not known for tech and innovation. And it was, you know, for us, it's a surprise because we've got all these, this, these great innovative companies coming out of New Zealand. But definitely, people did not think of New Zealand and didn't think of tech, you know. So that was that was definitely coming out of all of the, you know. But what was interesting was in the international testing when we started it, um, is that actually when you did show them all of these great tech companies, they were like, "Oh yeah, okay," but I didn't know they, I didn't know they were a New Zealand company, or I didn't know it came out of New Zealand. Or you know they th- they they knew that the company was New Zealand, but they thought it was done offshore, and maybe there was a piece done here. So there was yeah. You know.
0: Well, there's probably a level to which to which you know we've maybe i don't know whether it's that we haven't had the confidence right to mm. stamp all of our True. organizations as kiwi organizations and so you know you look on the website from the US and you see a US address and mm. everything looks very you yeah. know very american yeah, or, yeah. or or what have you um you know and and probably you know some of these things are maybe out of out of other necessity if we we look at rocket lab with um you know the Added the USA onto the end of their mm. their their, I think it was their domain name or whatever it is, and it's uh, you know um, uh, pivoted a little bit in terms mm. of its 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 impression of where, w- yeah. where it is. But I mean, there there's probably a, a unique uh, situation in terms of working with with US government and so on. Um, but yeah, if we can start you know proudly waving that flag, if, go to the, if we can you know people that that visit the the websites of our top tech companies start seeing this um, yeah. you know New Zealand branding on there, yes. that would be you know, that this, this great is it's gonna have a big flow on, I think. Yeah. yeah.
1: And I think that was it. So I think, you know, when and when we spoke then with tech businesses here in New Zealand and we've probably so in that first six months of the the project, it was it was a big discovery piece, um, you know, and I think overall, I think it was some something around like 700 companies that we've spoken to, both domestically and, and offshore, but not just through that research, we've took them on the journey all the way through this, so in terms of the, you know, even the testing on the narrative, the testing on the look and feel, um, you know, even, even down to testing, like, the the whole campaign so we've kind of we've kept you know it has been a true collaboration with the industry as well and you can imagine Paul that has been a you know that's been a that's been a big big job because it's you know it's easy to say well we spoke to 20 40 people etc but I think we absolutely found that if this was going to be long lasting so you know and that this was the start of a journey because this is going to take years to change international perception around the tech and innovation um, community here in New Zealand so we're not seeing this as a short term piece here this is the start of developing that and there is going to be the first step is going to be that that kind of brand awareness that that kind of perception trying to change that perception Mm. you know Mm. with the view that we want to get people to look into New Zealand and see what's here so I think you know coming back to what you just talked about with the companies so the three kind of key goals the objectives of this when we started it was okay how do we attract tech investment tech talent and grow our export sales Three small things was the objective of the um, of the program. Get it
0: done exactly,
1: exactly. So, but it was really interesting. Like looking back now, twelve like twelve months ago, we were really focused on the investment side. So we 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 you know we got together a really good group of an investor um, advisory group around the project. Um, so we we work with a lot of the tech companies with their they put their investors forward we could speak to, um, also obviously the ice house and Angel association. So we got to kind of and a good group of both domestic and offshore, so people who had already invested in tech companies and kind of went, so what are you looking for? So that information really helped shape it. And at that time, they all said to us pretty clearly, you know we're you know we're not looking for the next Silicon Valley necessarily. We're looking to invest in companies that are creating good ethical tech, you know, looking at tech, funny enough, this, you know, the strap line, tech for a better tomorrow. So as you say, looking at that long-term view of creating tech that is going to benefit the next generation, the next generation. So, you know, there was a, you know, and that's when, when we showed them what was going on in, in New Zealand, they were absolutely so impressed with that. But what they did tell us as well was that you know, but you you know, but we will look for the skill set within those companies. So have you got that talent? Have you got that skills pipeline as well? So it became pretty clear that actually, what even on the investor side we're looking for, um, you know, that actually we had a lot of that already going on. And then we looked at the talent side, and so at that time, then you know, before everything happened with COVID, talent was obviously still an interest, but it probably wasn't one. It was probably number two in the priority of the goal. And then you know, as things changed, both investment and talent became, and talent became obviously top of the top of the tree in terms of of goals around around the story. Um, but I think you know, as so when we started the project, then we were we were pretty clear. Okay, internationally, definitely. <laughs> You know, we need to change perceptions. Um, there's an interest when we showed New Zealand companies. So how do we get people to just stop for a minute, look, look in? And when they look in, what are they going to be able to see? So how can we show that? So I think you saw from the launch yesterday, we have created the first website, which went um, live yesterday, which is um, See Tomorrow First. And in that website now is the is a whole aggregation of everything about tech. It's the first stage for, like, you know, getting it out there. But in there is a lot of good content around how to go take, take your business offshore. Mm-hmm. And in there, obviously, is all the marketing um, assets, which we obviously will talk about in a moment. Um, but we've worked really closely again with you know a lot of our recruitment agencies around the whole talent piece. Um, we've worked with like NZTE and Callaghan and getting good content in there for startups or exporting. Yep. Um, and we've also went out to all those regional economic development agencies that we've got that good network with Tech Week in saying, you know, if we're having anybody internationally looking into New Zealand, well, let's showcase the regions. So we've got a fantastic regional space um, on the website where each of the regions are putting forward why come and invest and live and work in tech in our, in our regions. Um, so it's a bit of a, it, it's a, it's a start of a six Paul in terms of Um, a nice central place to go and we can start building on that. Um, And also we've got all our initial kind of case studies um, on there, on the companies so people can see. So I think back then it was very much around making sure there was a need and our tech business was like, absolutely, but how do we do it? And I think the challenge they also gave us was, well, tech is so broad. So how do you get everybody behind one story, one voice, and that's when, we were, that's when we knew that we would have to do this real massive engagement across all the sectors. And that was the great thing about NZ Tech then, because having that tech alliance, we could reach into all of those sectors through each association. We've got space tech, we've got food tech, we've got agri tech, we've got fintech. So that was actually, again, a really nice way of being able to very quickly reach into those sectors to to understand that we could we could actually represent them all mm-hmm. um, and I think the the definitely the feedback that was coming back out was that you know from a New Zealand perspective we may not be able to compete on the scale base but we absolutely can compete on creating tech for a better tomorrow that our companies are absolutely and I think the values of our people here in New Zealand and the way that we think differently about tech, and you know um, the way we think about the next generations and how we look. So we really felt, and everybody really felt, yeah, that this actually represents as well that we felt our tech companies could see see themselves in the story.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. that's so, a very long answer. Sorry. So
0: <laughs> what what folks need to do uh, to to have a look is to go to um, www dot c tomorrow first dot nz, yeah. and then they can get a little bit of a a feel for the brand and so on um you know there's a you know a lot of uh, content i presume will will um you know be coming through there over over time and you know there's already a you know a chunk uh, a chunk there um and this is just something that's gonna evolve going going forward we we're right you know right at the beginning with it but you know i think the you know what I'm hearing sounds great. I'm excited to see Thanks, how, it, Sorry, how it yeah. plays out. So, yeah, so um, I think yeah. you're
1: right. So I think just, just just for what we launched yesterday was mm. basically, so what we've created is, as you say, it's a story platform that everybody can get behind and use. So that is that brand positioning we see tomorrow first. There's five key messaging. We have lots of content and ways to use that in the, in the campaign. Um, and then also there's a suite of marketing and sales assets. So these are all free. They've all been prepared now for any company in New Zealand to use.
0: And they look great. Right.
1: Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, we've just been so lucky with the with the partners that we had. Um, we worked with the Ammo Group and Toro Studios and also previously unavailable um, to work together on the narrative and, and as you see, you know, creating. And we wanted it to be progressive or, you know, something that, would really get people to stop and say, wow, I feel proud to use that. So in the, that asset suite, in there, there's everything from, if you're doing an event, everything you need for an event. There's all digital assets, there's social media assets. Um, you know, there's a great video to kind of start, you know, introducing yourself. So we kind of feel like we've hopefully tried to think of everything at this point for a digital communication, a physical communication, um, and also a real easy how to use it. Um, so in there, that if you're using it along your own marketing campaign, yep. Or you're doing it new, um, and we also launched yesterday that um, NZ Story, NZTE, and NZ Tech will be rolling out um, into the regions workshops basically between now and Tech Week on to show what it is, how to use it, and how they can get the most out of it. But ho- hopefully, people will go onto the website and have a bit of a play mm. um, in between.
0: Uh, I, th- I think I think it'll be a you know a great. Great resource, and, you know, especially for those that are, um, you know, early on maybe don't have access to, um, you know, all of these types of um, assets to be able to produce um, good content. Yeah. And this gives them a little bit of a base that will, will, will help. And yeah. I'll be remiss if I didn't say... People should also look at Podcast NZ Studios if they need somewhere to go and yeah. record some video content yeah. or some audio to yeah. go with whatever they're doing, yeah. um, or for you know hosting webinars and so on. But uh, this is this is very good. It's been been really great to catch up. Thanks, Thank you, Paul.
1: Julie. No, it's been really lovely spending time with you, and then hopefully we will do again soon.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. All the all the best uh, for um, you know for how how things. Uh, how things progress with this uh, this one, yeah, and uh, yeah. I'm really, really, you know, hopeful for the sector that, um, you know, that as as our organisations, you know, collaborate, that we are, and if you know, in a few years. Yeah. Um, a lot more well known, well on the known for our tech, yeah, stage, yeah. Uh, you know, from that tech and innovation yeah. perspective. So and I think, and mean. I
1: think, you know, and I think this is where again, you know, where the collaboration with the government agencies, because we'll start to work now with NZTE in the coming months around, you know, doing that kind of scoping and research into the regions, because you know it's you know that, that that's they've got such a fantastic channel for us to take this story offshore as well, mm. um, and we're looking at you know how can we do a pilot program to one of the priority markets. Um, you know, and get together a group of tech companies, like you said, we can co-design a campaign with. So there's going to be some really exciting international activity later on in the year as well. But the first job is, like you say, is getting out to our tech companies so they understand what it is and how they can use it. Mm. Um, but, yeah, so I'd love to maybe talk again if we, you know, if we hopefully maybe get some international campaigns going at some point yeah. in the year. That yeah. might be a nice to see how that's all gone.
0: Fun. Sounds good. All right. Well, thanks, uh Julie, for, uh, for joining us. And
1: Thanks for having me, Paul. Yeah, our pleasure. Thank you.
0: Well, it's fantastic to hear from Julie Gill and to have, uh, you know, her, her perspectives. Uh, great to have her here in the Podcast New Zealand uh, studio in Auckland today. Um, now, yesterday, following the formal online uh, launch event for the NZ Tech Story, I was able to uh, sit down with the honourable dr David Clark Minister for the digital economy and communications uh, and it was uh, yeah privileged to uh, to get to hear some of uh, some of his thoughts so let's jump into that uh, Minister Clark great to uh, great to see you and uh, this is is you know I think quite an exciting event as a as a futurist and someone that's really interested in how technology plays into uh, New Zealand's you know success um, both the, the things that it can address for us here at home um, and the opportunities that it creates as our you know best and best and brightest uh, you know take New Zealand uh, products and services out to the, the world market um, this idea of a, an NZ tech story uh, definitely re- resonates with me um, keen to keen to hear hear your thoughts a little bit of the backstory um, you know on how this came together from. Yeah, the government perspective.
2: Yeah, look, uh, Paul, thank you. I'm hugely enthusiastic about this. I, I just um, think this is a real opportunity for our country to build uh, the reputation uh, that we have internationally, um, to build on our strengths that, you know, literally we do see tomorrow first, uh, and um, also the way in which our tech sector uh, looks to create Uh, the future. Um, It all uh, resonates so well with me. There's no reason in my mind that New Zealand can't be the Silicon Valley of the South. Um, We need to uh, tell the story of what's already happening here and where we hope to take things and the care uh, which we hope to build into our products for future generations.
0: Yeah, de- definitely. Um, or you know, although I, I probably lean away from the any references to Silicon Valley because I think you know the world has evolved and and what you know Silicon Valley is and so on is a unique thing that came together at a particular time. And you know, even if you look at the US, things are, are, are very spread out there. But um, so you know, having uh, having this opportunity, what do you think the pieces are that need to come together for us to to best you know tell. This New Zealand, uh, you know, tech story does it does it lean on uh, those that have been successful in the past and, and continue to be so um, on the on the global stage. Um, or you know how does how do we how do we mix, mix that up and, and leverage that that uh, prior success well I think the the strength of the brand is that it's been developed um, in a partnership between
2: industry and government and those who would uh, take their products abroad to secure new investment um, to uh, to get partners overseas um, to secure talent from overseas and so on um, will be able to access this brand and work with the creators um, to establish new markets uh, and to secure
0: more talent, I think it will be as strong and successful as those collaborations are. Now, um, there, were, there was a comment during the uh, presentation that this, this tagline of "We see tomorrow first um, you know is something like you know tech's equivalent of the hundred uh, percent pure New Zealand. Now, when we're sitting here in New Zealand, we never quite know you know how successful. Uh, these things are, you know, who, who sees that brand and 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 how it uh, how it gets out there. Um, I would imagine it's it's a quite a long term endeavour and actually a pretty expensive endeavour. Um, so I'm curious, you know, how much money is as the government putting into this over you know what period of what period of time? And uh, do you think it's enough, or is it going to need a, a regular top up? Oh, look, the, you <laughs> know, there
2: is an initial investment in there, but you know, you think about the 100 percent pure brand. Um, you know, millions and millions invested over and over year after year into that brand, and a lot of earned advertising as well. Um, it is it is the case that um, the brand resonates because it, it speaks to something that really is uh, what New Zealand is. And likewise, I think the We See Tomorrow First brand really speaks to something that we are able to create here and do create here uh, that future. Um, and so, I think. It'll be both. There's got to be a commitment to ongoing investment, but actually the best advertising is people using that brand and uh, sharing that story uh, amongst themselves and with the wider
0: world. And how how do we get people on board to you know, to do that or do you think this this is going to happen fairly organically anyway and, and you know, with, with the support of the um, NZ Tech Alliance and, you know, those in, in the sector that are, um, you know, already out and about.
2: I couldn't be more optimistic about that. Uh, it, it, it Honestly you've seen the collaboration over the last 12 uh, months uh, between uh, industry and government that's led to this point. This has not just been dreamt up in a, in a dark room by one or two people, this has been industry wide, it's been tested, it's been globally tested. Uh, there's a huge amount of buy in already amongst leaders in the sector and I, I see you know, people who will uh, look in have a glance at this and immediately see the benefits for their own brand, um, and want to tell the story more broadly. So I think it's going to be an ongoing collaboration, and it will grow organically.
0: Right. So you think this this is something that people are, are automatically going to be, you know, wanting to leverage off and tie in. So as as one. Entity puts themselves out on the global stage and and goes out to whether it's you know raising new capital, uh, you know selling a product or a service um, that this brand's just going to keep carrying through. In, in each Well, of those I, I can
2: speak to my own experience, having had a sneak preview of this uh, late last year when it was uh, nearing completion, yep. and thinking, "Wow, you know this." Just is clever, it resonates um, and, and it's got that feeling of let's look toward a better tomorrow you know let's let's develop ethical technologies let's show uh, the world what New Zealand can be and I think you know I just intuitively think this is going to work
0: Yeah. Now, looking at looking at, at our uh, New Zealand tech sector, which is you know is growing and, and has been growing at at pace, uh, particularly when we you know we compare it to the primary industry and so on. Um, do you do you see a point in time and and how far away is that until you know we have uh, tech as our number one export earner?
2: Look, it's growing at twice the pace of the rest of the economy as a whole. Um, and we are a country of innovators um, you know it was a Kiwi who split the atom and a Kiwi who invented the electric fence you know you can think of um, Peter Jackson you can think of other those creatives damn um, electric fences um, those, uh, <laughs> you know there's so much creativity here um, and I can just see it continue uh, continuing to grow yeah. um, you look at uh, things that are happening in the gaming sector or software as a service you pick those those sectors which are really taking off and the opportunity is enormous um, and we have Kiwi companies right now who are growing dramatically in that space um, I, you know I think the the future is very bright.
0: yep I mean with the um, technology investment network with the tin report, you know they've been talking about about uh, it and and I guess you know many of us have in terms of Becoming our top exporter is you know, how far off do you do you see that?
2: Oh look, I, I wouldn't want to put an exact figure on it. <laughs> or I think, a loose I think figure there, are, words, there yeah. are there are there are smarter <laughs> people than I that will yeah. um, that will tell you exactly what that point will be. One of the things we do need to do is get better at measuring. Um, Mm, Things mm. Uh, The TIN uh, measure is one of the best ones we have, but that counts overseas GDP and overseas workforce and so on, Um, as opposed to traditional GDP measures. Uh, And it's a piece of work that I've um, asked uh, to be underway through Statistics New Zealand, which is another of my areas that I uh, have responsibility for. Um, We've got very sophisticated measures for our uh, tourism sector. Um, because we've developed them over time, uh, we can and ought do the same for our technology sector so that we can better understand which parts of it are growing and at what pace and where uh, government support is best targeted to facilitate uh, the growth that's industry driven. So I think it's hugely exciting um, and I think it's only going to get bigger and better and there will come a point in time um, where we see it you know, draw level with our,
0: our current biggest exporter. Yeah, definitely. I, I I think we're we're certainly on that track. And um, one one of the, the challenges I think that we um, you know that we have seen is access to uh, venture capital funds for uh, you know our, our tech businesses, and also access to people. So we you know we end up with um, you know there being that mix of, of people that are based in New Zealand um, and and operations and, and, and teams that are offshore. Um, do you think we could do uh, you know better on that front or are we on the right trajectory uh, there's a bit of success breed success going on here um you know access
2: to capital um, for some firms uh, will still be a, an issue but you know, not as much as it was five years ago. I'm visiting um, people in the sector, and some of whom say it's not an issue at all anymore. Um, and then uh, the, t- the skills piece, though, that is the thing that people raise with me again and again and again. How do we how do we develop skills locally? How do we make sure we can access the best skills in the world? We we approved a a border class exception um, late last year, which is uh, details of which have recently been announced. Um, NZ Tech's got uh, strong input into that, and the IT professionals, um, and that will allow us to bring some of the the, the talented senior people we need to continue to develop our New Zealand workforce and support its growth. Um, and uh, hats off to NZ Tech and other leaders who have stepped up and, and said as an industry we need to do better at making sure the right skills are coming through the pipeline. We want to be a part of working with education uh, to build that success. It's not a skills shortage, it's a skills mismatch. Um, let's play our part in making sure the right skills are coming through. So I take my hat off to the industry who really is stepping up and that's uh, through that draft ITP some of those work streams are already in play.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's good to good to see that um, you know, getting out there. Um, and look, some will nudge me if I don't, if I uh, didn't ask you. When are we going to be able to get more people back into the into the country? We seem to be in this position where you know I don't know what the stats are exactly. Somewhere between you know ten times and a hundred times uh, the number of people uh, being found with um, Omicron you know inside the border rather than those that are uh, you know at the at the edges and in, in MIQ. Um, that's got to be pretty close. Yeah, well the, the prime minister's laid out a clear plan for um,
2: uh, peeling back uh, the the border measures we've had in place before, um, so it is much more straightforward, and people already are, are, are planning their uh, connections back to New Zealand. Those that have them already, and, um, and and the sector itself is starting to plan in a different way, and that is exciting. You know, people have worked hard to make sure we've got a highly vaccinated population. Um, and it's important to remember we did that for a reason we did that so that we could get back to a place where we have those freedoms and know uh, that people are kept safe so um, we're now in that position we've got a highly vaccinated population um, and and so we now need to take advantage of that and uh, we are opening up again to the world um, to make sure we can have um, talented people come here um, and you know you won't see the same open immigration policy that we've had um, you know kind of open slather that we had for a while where we end up with a housing shortage and infrastructure uh, gaps um, particularly in our big cities Uh, we are going to take a more thoughtful approach to immigration but we'll be looking for highly skilled people coming in and of course the tech sector is an area where we have a lot of those people uh, looking to come to New Zealand.
0: Okay so tech's going to be
2: going to be right up there. uh... Well as the minister I certainly will be pushing for it but, but you know it's high value jobs we're looking for high value sustainable jobs and look you know, in the digital sector, uh, we're a long way from traditional markets. See so what weightless exports, low carbon, high value jobs, sustainable, uh, and we can tick all of those boxes. So we'll be um, up there uh, in the queue. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, I will look forward to uh, look forward to hearing more. Uh, anything else you'd like to add, Minister?
2: Oh no, just thanks for the uh, opportunity to have a chat. Um, this is, I think this is a very exciting day. Um, this brand I, I think um, really speaks to New Zealand's values, uh, and it, it just intuitively makes sense. And I'm looking forward to uh, seeing the collaborations between uh, industry players to build new export markets, uh, to build more success, um, to continue to grow our companies, uh, increase the capital available for new companies that spin off, and so on, um, and uh, an ecosystem that continues to grow. Very exciting day.
0: Yep, I think it's it's always good to see uh, the government, uh, you know, getting behind and and supporting. Um, you know, such a th- key thing for uh, you know for New Zealand's future. So, cheers, thank you, Minister. Yeah, cheers, yeah, thanks. Well, thanks very much, everyone, for uh, for joining us for these uh, chats today. Uh, real privilege to have you listening in to the New Zealand Tech Podcast, and of course, a big thank you to our show partners for their support of the New Zealand Tech Podcast and of the broader New Zealand technology and innovation ecosystems. Uh, so, yeah, big thank you to Vocus, Guerrilla Technology, Vodafone, Spark and HP. All right, see you next time. The New Zealand Tech Podcast, brought to you by Gorilla Technology, proactive and strategic IT.